What's going on? It's CJ Today Slave from the Upgrade America Podcast 2.0. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you very much, Upgraders. We appreciate you. It should be episode 29, I believe. Um, we get real heavy and deep on this one, just so you know. Um, you know how we do. Uh, like I said, upcoming, we're going to have a hiatus for a while to focus on personal pursuits. But it doesn't mean we won't come back, you know, just like we did the other season. It's all good. Uh, I hope you guys are well. Stay blessed and upgrade America or upgrade wherever you are. That's the goal, right? Peace. Peace World, Upgrade America, you know what it is, CJ the Day Slayer, I'm Cameron Ra. Today, we're talking about Bitcoin and the beast, the biblical beast, that is, in the book of Revelations, among a whole bunch of other topics. CJ, what's on the rundown? How the heck are you doing in Florida? I'm good, maintaining, battling through these storms. I guess Thor been uh, doing some magic with his, uh, what is it? His hammer, <laughs> so bringing us oh, oh. down here, Zeus. Yo, he's you knocking up. it around out here too. Knocked the yeah. power out. 3D printers went down for a bit, but you know, we yeah. back up. Um, rundown wise, more often than not, nations train together in military exercises tend to ally with one another during wartime. China and Russia are on a path for imperial conquest and they may be joining forces. We'll talk about that. Mm. Let's talk about sodium batteries. Interesting. And we're going to talk about burn pits and explain what John Stewart is fighting for. This is for our fellow veterans out here in Upgrade America. Who? What? Uh, get right into it, man. Go ahead and do your Bitcoin thing, baby. Cool, cool. So uh, as I'm talking about Bitcoin and the like, I do want to throw the disclaimer out there. One, this is not financial advice. Like, listen to me, you lose all your money. Well, anyway, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not a Christian. I'm ambivalent about it. I do study the Bible and I like to view it objectively and how it relates to current events. With that, I want to talk about Revelation and how I perceive it. It's like a depiction of the end of the age. This is mentioned a lot in that scripture, the end of the age. In lecture on how this is can be interpreted, how I'm interpreted, and here is the end of humanity. Not like, oh, humanity's everyone's gonna die. Not particularly. The end of humanity in the sense that if you change less than one percent of your DNA, that's a mutation, meaning you're an entirely different organism. Now, we discussed about the blips and the jabs and what percent may or may have been manipulated, but mm-hmm. if you do that, that's that's something totally, uh, it's a whole nother organism. It's not necessarily human. And we can elaborate on, on that. Furthermore, if you put a permanent connection to a biomechanical implant that makes the organism cybernetic 
And if you're talking about doing this for an entire population, for the entire planet, changing their DNA, however slightly, and putting a permanent injection chip, what have you, into them, that is, that's a cybernetic organism. And while it sounds so far-fetched, and it sounds like so futuristic, we we, we got a glimpse of, of something that was uh, nearly mandated during the blip, and uh, it had the possibility to alter one's DNA. I'm not a biologist, I'm just, from what I know, like, mRNA, ribonucleic acid, tinkering with the, I don't speculation. Uh, yeah, furthermore, it's, the way that they'll push it is, it's going to be for climate change. It's going to be for public health and safety. It's going to be for anti-terrorism. Maybe even other, if you want to throw in some UFO conspiracy theories. But, not only will you take it, you'll take it and you'll love it. Because you won't be able to buy goods or services. No soup for you. I'm so I'm showing my age for you, Seinfeld listeners out there. But see, can you read that? Uh, can you read that scripture for us? Yeah, it's from Revelations. I think it's what verse thirteen, cha- or chapter thirteen, verse sixteen and seventeen. I think it's been a while since I've been dabbling in the Bible here. Uh, and he causes all the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Hmm. So you talk about the name I'm not too sure about, but in the sense of numbers, you think about barcodes, you think about digital code, ones and zeros, mm-hmm. and then the whole notion of an implant in, in the right hand or a mark on the right hand. There are a lot of corporations that are experimenting that for security purposes because ID cards can be taken. However, you're going to have a, encounter a whole lot more resistance getting an implant out of someone's hands to enter into a premise that enter these uh, critical business uh, systems. Like, these are things that they're already exploring with. Shout out to Elon Musk. I like you, but I don't trust you. And the whole notion of putting chips in, in the back of people's head, and, and this, it opens a whole door for group thought and what have you. I'm going to wrap this up, though. I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> this is what's coming via China and and Russia, perhaps. The Bible does mention a great army from the East. Bitcoin may be the only thing of value outside of this system, as it is peer-to-peer. That means that I can send it to CJ. CJ, you can send it to whoever for goods and services directly, no third parties or applications needed to do this. So Mario believes in a rapture theory where all of the Christians are spirited away before all this uh, madness happens. I, I, I disagree for several reasons I can elaborate later, but for anyone who wishes to resist this beast-like system that is surely coming, like, first you must believe in God, 
and then believe in Bitcoin because like that's the only thing outside of this. I'm done ranting. <laughs> we got another show part of another segment to discuss. But what are your thoughts, CJ? <laughs> Just the last part made me laugh. <laughs> Perfect. <Well>, um, <laughs> um, nah, you know, you not, you know, and since we've been doing the podcast, the program Upgrade America 2.0. Um, we've been exploring I've been exploring the humanitarian well humanitarian yeah I guess humanities of technology and just being human I've been having this constant conflict myself about what I feel comfortable with and what I don't Um, I've seen examples of what you're talking about implants I think in Sweden or Norway a company was doing that with their employees right I think we covered that in season one season two somewhere in there so there are the examples besides RFID biometrics uh, eye scans you know well I guess that'd be part of biometrics Um, voice recognition I mean we're kind of already heading that way voice recognition facial recognition yeah this is the age that we're we're going to yeah like it's encapsulating the whole planet and ultimately they want to there are some agendas uh id i forget the year for it but they want to id every last person on the planet Mm, with that addition to that i believe that id Incorporates some sort of bio ID as well. I'm sure. Just speculating. Um, this is not news, just conspiracy theory, or whatever the heck you want to call it. Yeah, we'll say thought exercises, as we yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You know how people like. get when you say conspiracy theory, but it's it's nothing wrong with thinking critically and thinking, okay, different way. That's that's what our whole podcast has been about trying to think of alternative ways or critically think or objectively look at things like and trust me I I could tell you just based on our three seasons like I've had my mind changed about things it's hard it's hard to know what you believe and then to get some information that (laughs) disproves it or you hear a perspective that really rocks you like man you know what I never thought of that way that's so, a big sign of growth though yeah for you to, to something that's a, a concrete belief and, and adopt a new one but yeah um so it's driving it's new out here yeah as far as what you're talking about that's the natural order of how things are going and i never looked at it how you put it that was very interesting of the end of time meaning the end of the old way of how we were living compared to going into a new way. I never looked at it that way. Um, so yeah, I always thought fire and brimstone, you know, end of the world, all that. So I always thought of it that way, but not how you put it. Like, no, it's just- Well, that, that, can, still, that can still occur. Cause remember the end, yeah. game, the end game for these uh, elitists and billionaires, what have you, and heck, even myself, like is to ascend from flesh to cybernetically. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, they're probably gonna have their fire World War Three and all that because they're like, yo, we're robots now. Who care if the environment's messed up? Yeah. Like, but that is a uh, that's the next age. Is this whole cybernetic age of 
where yeah you have a form of humans but they've been tinkered with their 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 dna has been tinkered with if you believe in god and creation and whatnot the the natural human that has from procreation from generations of procreation Mm -hmm. games with tinkering with the dna i don't know if you could do a quick google search but you know what the percentage difference is from dna to monkeys and humans it's very small was it 90 was it 0.1 i want to say around there but when you consider that that hey 0.1 percent change from and we're just throwing arbitrary numbers out there when you consider 0.1 chains of dna between a monkey and a human those are pretty and you consider how monkeys are and how humans are and the, the dramatic difference that a small percent of dna change makes and now consider the small dna changes that a jab or what have you could do i guess it's saying yeah, they share 99% of the same DNA with humans. Interesting. So it's 1%. Still, that's a 1% is quite a bit. It's a, quite a, a, a large deviation, but still, uh, take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. But, um, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, um, and I'm not pointing fingers, but um, Russia and China among other nations are have openly discussed the call or not even the call for the rise of a new world order and a new currency a currency that they're going to control and it's only a matter of time they may take over europe they may china may start expanding and taking over uh asia because if they control the currency, not only and Russia controls the resources, mm-hmm. they're going to spread and just start taking stuff over. The dollars, meh. Europe's already violating OPEC and whatever they're, they're buying. They're caving to Putin's demands and they're buying utilities with, with things other than the dollar. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin is it, man. The United States needs to back it and own it because um or, or china's gonna buy the west coast and russia's gonna buy the east mm. but i suppose we could segue into that military exercise with that i mean countries do exercise i do agree with their premise on the segment that countries that do exercise together tend to ally together <sighs> In a weird way, I'm not worried. I don't know why. I'm not. I, I kind of feel like in the midst of what's going on, it's kind of posturing at the same time. Well, again, I'm just, as security forces we've been trained, we have had the best analyst training ever because they trained us to be objective, to gather all this data and process it and give objective reports. But anyways, I'm forecasting this China Russian mega pact that's only being strengthened. Remember, both of these, Russia's already falls deep in the war. And China is preparing.
preparing for Iran. Remember, they're doing live fire drills around Taiwan. They're going to take Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to get into military conflict with that. <sighs> you said you're not worried. I, 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 I force. I'm concerned. I'm concerned because it's going to.、Um, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop at Taiwan, and they're going to keep going. But here's the thing: <sighs> Ukraine is going to resist. They're going to resist very hard, but Russia is going to be very assertive to the point where they're going to use a tactical. They're going to use it. it. It's I don't know when, but they're going to use it just to prove their assertion. And okay, they would do it so close. They would, I believe, they would mitigate damage to to the homeland. But I believe Russia will be like, yo. Just to prove a point, they'll do that. China may do the same thing, but I don't think NATO has the the cojones, the the vitality, it with the same assertion. What do you think? It's gonna sound wow, but this is par for the course. What do we talk about? Empires last only what two hundred years on average? Two hundred fifty ballpark. So basically, what you're seeing is a combination of Europe facing their wrath and the U.S. facing their wrath, in a sense, from all the colonization and all the imperialism that they've been doing for well, Europe longer than America, but in in tandem, like hundreds of years, and ironically. If people kind of research, China was subjugated to Japan back in the day, just like other Asian nations.、Um, mm. They were basically the superpower of Asia back in the day. That Japan was, was. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at it as it's kind of shifting and balancing, and it's going to sort itself out. Now, will the status quo change as far as the U.S. dollar, et cetera, et cetera? Yes.、Oh. It's coming, like because it's been a it's been a run for so long. But look at how the U.S. did it. China is only mirroring what the U.S. has been doing since our existence. That's well, it. And here's the thing: the biggest point that you mentioned is the power of the U.S. dollar, and it's declining by the day. There's no secret about that. But what does that mean for the American people? What does that mean for my kids? It means that our if we don't get it together as a nation, if we don't upgrade America, the the value of life is going to decline below Mexico, below third world countries. Like America will, I almost said Mexico. America will be. It can become this 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 freaking ghetto, this mismanaged ghetto,、um, and I don't want to see it be become that or sink further into depravity.、Mm-hmm. That is my concern, and then additional in in the state of effedfulness that these、uh, this powerful、uh, mega conglomerate bricks or what have you just like yeah yeah we'll buy it up pennies on the dollar and force our will. I mean it's inevitable. Like again, you can take our advice or, or, or let it happen in federal government, but、um, it, that's just what it, it, it seems that that's going to come. But my question for you is where. Where do black people and people of color where do we stand in this new world? How do you think they will view us? 
Uh, I mean, the countries. I don't know Russia's um, views on anti-black views. We know China has displayed some um, during the blip. You seen the people who are living there, working there, how they were treated versus Chinese citizens. Um, you can see all the places that China has landed in Africa with their economic packages and how they're subjugating the Africans that are there. So they have, they've shown in history of anti-blackness. Um, as far as other ethnic groups, I don't know. It just depends. I mean, they already been, they already been colonized, etc. Um, so it's kind of par for the course. I think if you're somebody ethnic, it's always been about survival, no matter what's going on around us. And we always have to find ways to be resilient and to survive no matter what age it is. That's how I look at it. My, I suppose my dream is to uh, transcend above resilience and survival to thriving. Mm -hmm. Skyward, shout out to Nike, Nike Fight Tees, Custom Tees. First lady. You know what I mean? But yes, yeah, you made this tea, but check out the link, go skyward.org bit of my dream but yeah we are going to transcend beyond just thriving and surviving mm -hmm. um again third eye open see a whole new world order thing a part of me says you know just the whole oath protect the constitution and, and whatnot all threats foreign and domestic mm -hmm. is to resist this thing like I, I always tell you, I always, although I believe in what you say, it's too many examples of, I feel like, shitting on the Constitution. We see examples of it all the time, in a sense. Um, so I'm very torn on the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. I'm very torn on it because obviously we've talked about explored that they're trying to take all these rights would you say it works 98 percent of the time <laughs> depends on who you, how much money you have in your skin nah, this as a whole if you had to look at like the criminal justice system always room for improvement of great america but like if you had to look at it as a whole would you say it works 98 percent of the time 90 percent like what because I, I I say that to emphasize that in Russia they don't have that. It's not oh yeah you get bail, oh yeah you can get your lawyer, oh yeah I I don't know how theirs works but I dare say ours may be functioning a bit better than theirs. Been to China, I didn't even want to like poop in a public bathroom because I was like oh man if I do the wrong thing, don't want to get locked up in here. Like I dare say that our court system functions a bit better than theirs. And if this conglomerate, this marriage of uh, totalitarian dictatorships encompasses the world, they don't want that in America. They don't. I think, and it's interesting, I don't think it comes in the form of hostile troop action or anything. It's going to be obviously economics. Yeah, it's going to be economics and it's going to be policy. Um, I'd be curious to see, because like we talked about too, a lot of our so-called patriots have been selling out to the Chinese. So, I mean, 
that's where I question patriotism and the Constitution and the homeland and all that, because if that's the case, you would put your countrymen before the dollar. And I'm not seeing too many more examples of that, except for the poor people that have to go fight these corporate wars, but that's a whole nother thing. So that's just my view on it. I mean, I can't sit here and be disillusioned to the fact that our republic, not democracy, is crumbling because the lack of innovation that is allowed to flourish, the transition of power to the youth, you know, that need to change this country. So and that's, that's what I was looking at. I was looking at these bills being signed, looking at the House Speaker, I see uh, Biden there, and then all the, some, a lot of high ranking officials, but there was no youth represented on that stage in this image. And I thought, like, <laughs> granted, there is great power and wisdom. Like, we must cherish like our senior vetted people but I really think there should be a point in time where they should serve as subject matter experts rather than key decision makers particularly in matters of technology Mm -hmm. so yeah I'll be honest I might sound uh, disillusioned and cynical but that's what I've been watching in my America is and I will also put this out there I am still optimistic in the ideals of America I've also seen examples of Americans being um, humanitarians um, being innovative like everything I said before I've seen the opposite of that too I won't discount that but I'm saying the people that hold the power, even though the people hold the power, just got to realize it. But anyway, the people that are charged that hold the power, the elitists, their whatever, the cronies, all these folks, that's the problem. And until they get out of the way or until we have a uprising or resistance, a proportional where every American comes together and like, yo, we're tired of this status quo we just gonna have to maneuver what we got how can we upgrade america we work on it every week man um <laughs> like i give you an example you sent me um it, it kind of crushed me <clears throat> you sent me an example of third party trying to get on the ballot in new york mm-hmm. which is democratic which democrats supposed to be for the people right mm-hmm. democracy they share the same thing, right? And they freeze out the third party because they're scared of competition. That goes to the same thing with political gerrymandering they've been doing down here in Florida. They uh, took a couple of seats. I heard this on NPR on a podcast. They took a couple of seats up in Jacksonville from the black uh, district. But the reason why they took it is for political reasons, not uh racial reasons or unfair or disparity so under the political law what they did i can see would pass but the spirit of the law and for the people it's an injustice and that goes to show that first of all like we've been talking about in our journey through politics 
And I think you um, intimated this uh, sentiment last week. It takes money to move all this stuff. That's it. Like, that's what it boils down to. You uh, at right now it's taking mm-hmm. money. But yeah. let's just go through the thought exercise, right? Okay, go ahead. Um, a third party emerges. Mm-hmm. And I heard Andrew Yang was getting some uh, some bashing, uh, some suppression for for his endeavors. But let's just say in this scenario, a third party emerges, and they're just as equally funded, equally powerful as uh, the, the Democrats and the Republicans. Then you go beyond uh, money and you get into effort. Like, uh, you get into abuse of power to retain that power. But I don't know. I think, personally, that corporations and organizations, they can do more than politics. It's another battle that you have to fight. Yeah, like that clip you showed me. Um, and it was sad. The dude, I haven't heard his ideas, but he seemed very capable. He seemed pretty progressive, I'm assuming. Um, I think he was Libertarian, Libertarian Party, which is a well-known alternate party besides the Green Party and Independence. I think those are like the top three kind of alternate um, parties, third parties. And just hearing like the obstacles he had to go and he had already accomplished it they had already made history getting on the ballot and like i think they said 2018. it's quite a bit of effort too it's a lot of signatures yeah it's a lot of effort to get on the ballot exactly so i'm sitting here thinking like well damn like because i don't agree with the republican party or the democratic party we talk about this all the time i can look at things from both sides and be like nah that ain't gonna work up that makes sense where can we meet in the middle? Like we talk about mutualism, progressive. I think we need that reference. Yeah, we really do, man. Cause I'm just tired of the games, the theatrics. Like, yo, let's sit down, let's get shit done. I think you need that third party to be a referee just so you don't lean one way or the other to keep the that balance at equilibrium. But remember, as I mentioned, if a third party can rival the Democrats, they're going to resort to that type of uh, effort, a type of sabotage. And that, as uh, we mentioned, that that's one form that it can happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're, in, they're in power, so they have the resources. To, they have the resources to uh, really impact candidates or parties uh, are emerging. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Like, just talking about this, I still believe in the ideals of America. It's just really hard to not be honest on what I'm seeing. That's, I believe in the ideals of America, too. Yeah. That in, uh, industry is, is the, the backbone of, of American values. And um, if you want to make America better, you have to uh, you gotta find a way to make it an industry. And, yeah, uh, or um, man, it's hard. Like now, I'm getting to the point. How do you upgrade America? Because as we talk about this, 
every almost every avenue does tend to run into suppression so it really comes down to getting your economic base up getting like-minded individuals to partner with mm-hmm. and creating your own movement in like a bubble then branching out and replicating yeah you got the See? business plan you got the business plan right there and that's that's what we're doing man that's like that's I- it because i'm sitting here thinking like i give you avenue education right mm-hmm. they're disregarding uh critical race theory they're sanitizing history they're not telling all the history um how they're doing math they're not evolving to 21st century standard of teaching where we're going in the future about soft skills civics art music they're taking that stuff out of school unless you're in a private school or like a school that has that those resources so i'm sitting here like that's a perfect way to upgrade america is to challenge and curate and cultivate the young minds of America's future. But they suppress that on every level to keep the worker bee drones from the 20th century education model. Um, and that's silly because it's impacting industry. There's mm-hmm. a high demand for, for skills. As you mentioned, the soft skills, but the tech skills is like what do they call those things incubators they mm-hmm. call them incubators in like cali silicon valley whatnot where you have it here too in orlando but could, could you uh explain a little bit more about how, how the ones are they like houses in, in orlando you said houses yeah like incubators in um in silicon valley mm-hmm. they're like someone will sublet a house a bunch of developers will live there and they'll mm-hmm. create an app they all live there and they create an app Oh, um, I mean, we have the more formal type, like, you know, tech companies coming here and having tech incubators, the more formal, like, corporate back-end, venture capitalists, that kind of stuff. Not what oh, you're... formal? Oh, I'm sure they got the formal one yeah. as well, but I was just using that as an analogy that okay. that's what school needs to become, incubators. Like... You're gonna need project managers, so it's like, okay, cool. You're not, you don't want to code. Teach that person to manage time, to manage resources, to start scheduling projects. Don't be like, yo, you got this grade. It's like, yo, did this piece of software work? And then judge your performance on what they're building, not about what they're memorizing and regurgitating. We live in the era of Google this solution. Did this work? No. Do that. We need to be producing deliverables in school. In addition to those soft skills that you talked about, mm-hmm. they're going to help the kids work with one another better. Absolutely. Because they're going to work like a team. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we, it's a matter of sitting down, writing the curriculum, and presenting it to the right people. And upgrade America. Oh, 2.0. Um so- yeah, trying to trying to keep some optimism, but I mean, I'm just just speaking how I feel, man. I'm just looking at it from observation. Well, this is this is what this is what I implore black people to do. We need to find a small town and then just start moving there, build there, take over the public office. Oh, yes, this this person is not a librarian. 
this person's now head of this person. And then you consolidate that power in Black Wall Street. Boom. Of course, you're going to have security arms. Yeah. But it's another story. But, you know, build and, and, and centralize, and it's like, boom. So your tech, your tech teacher is living in the community. The community is paying. It's like that. The, the money's staying within the community. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Go Skyward. Hey, yeah, you know? Upgrade America 2.0. Um, so we're going to talk about sodium batteries, right? So I ran across this thing. Um, we talked about how the government basically fumbled a battery alternative to lithium that was created in America, but China got their hands on it due to some loopholes and stuff like that. And now I ran across this, ironically enough, I'm sure the algorithm was listening to me and this ad happened to pop up about sodium batteries. And it's another alternative, I guess, to, I think it was kind of like the other one that we we're discussing last week. I think it's similar. I don't know for sure, but go ahead. I don't know how it, I don't know how it works. I know that salt is a crystal and you can't, and the ions and all that you can get energy from it how they're doing it i don't know the unit they had was really small on the side of the house yeah but it's cool if the tech works i think it's great the Mm -hmm. only problem is and it's really not a problem it's actually a great thing but it's bad for them but sodium is abundant everywhere (laughs) you can get salt from the ocean all day so it's like, I mean, it's great because it's going to drive down the price of, of, of batteries substantially. Great for power, but I mean, for for them to hold proprietary ownership over salt. Yeah, um, just looking at just the idea, we were just talking about how the uh, infrastructure plan got passed, how the chips manufacturing was at got passed not too long ago. Mm-hmm. By Joe Biden. So this rolls right into that. And we talked about domestic manufacturing and development. I want to see a live demo because they're still they're requesting funding. Yeah. My understanding. But I, I would like to see a, a live demo before any resources are, are, are pumped into that. And I would like to understand the technology a bit more. Mm-hmm. But if this is the real deal, then yeah, it'll be a whole new industrial new age. Cause think, really think about salt batteries. Yeah. And then salt is everywhere. We can get this. We can get this energy from where it's gonna drive down the, the price of power. Yeah. Upgrade America. Yeah, up. man. So I'm with it. The company is. I throw it out there for you guys, the upgraders. It is. I'm looking at it right now. Next bolts. That's, Next bolt. Yes, next cool. bolts. Like the next and then bolt like a lightning bolt. Cool. Yeah, so looks interesting. It looks promising. Um my concern is will it get sabotaged? That's my concern. I'm gonna say no. We're at the point uh, as our relations are straining geo- geographically. Saudi Arabia wants to make new friends and stuff like that. They told you 20th century was all about uh, printing money uh, the 21st century is about 
power, not that political crap. Power, like energy. It, it, it's about energy, and <clears throat> as we cannot depend on some of our geopolitical allies, it's going to be more in-house. How much power can we generate in-house? And it may mean like going away from the old model and, and sabotaging uh, these type of projects and, and embracing them. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it does seem to lean towards crypto, right? Bitcoin and power, energy. Yeah. Um, the other thing tied in with this would be um, food waste, right? So I ran across also as I found that battery thing, I found a, a composer, well, a composter that you can have in your home for food waste. And we've been talking about upgrading America by recycling, but you got to give some kind of incentive. I think if you offer this to new homeowners or people in apartments or something like that, and get us some kind of tax rebate or a refund at the end of the year, I think that'll get a way for people to start recycling. And yeah, what are you saying? Like their food? Yeah. And you just put everything into this machine and then it's... Now, would someone have to come and collect that or are you saying like the individuals? You could do it that way. Or, you know, the individuals would have to put it somewhere with some kind of ID tag or something to identify who it is, possibly. I but, like the collection and mm-hmm. then you do accountability and then maybe they could be compensated based on how much. Yeah. So <laughs> the little device is, is called Lumi. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's L-O-M-I. It's already for sale. It's $500. Um, it's supposed to reduce your kitchen waste by 50 to 80%, reduce your carbon footprint, reduce those gross kitchen smells at the same time. It turns your food waste into odorless organic dirt instead of sending it to landfills, which landfills are horrible. So I do agree with that. Um, I, I thought it was pretty cool. On, on, on top of that, like, yo, the way things are going with, uh, you know, potential food shortages in Ukraine and maybe in the world, like the notion of having one's own garden is sounding more appealing. Like as I, 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 I run, jog, whatever, like I'm seeing more gardens and people's neighborhoods growing corn and, and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. something like that would be really great. That, I, that. Might, I might consider getting one of these when I get a home. Definitely. Yes, indeed. Um, because I can see that as being very useful. Um, and I don't like having a bunch of smells, especially I tend to do alternative meat. I try to stay away from beef, you know, pork and all that stuff. So it tends to be a lot of seafood. Ah. That's definitely something I would use this for a lot, you know. What's your favorite type of seafood? Shrimp. I mean, if I had to, something I could eat every day is shrimp. Definitely. I could eat shrimp every day, but I'm, I'm a lobster guy. Okay. Love, it. Love lobster and crab. But, um, yeah, compost, do you garden? Do any, tend to do any? No, garden? but like, like, um, I would get into that once I have my own place. Like, my, my biggest thing is space and having the freedom to do what I want compared to I'm in an apartment, rules, I don't want to have to keep altering, changing mm-hmm. stuff. So I'd rather wait till I own my own real estate and be able to do the freedom. Like I would, I wouldn't mind having hydroponics or a greenhouse. 
and doing my own kind of food personally. I think that's a great idea. I may look into the, to the greenhouse thing mm-hmm. and then I want to have that backup source, even if it's okay, I got some potatoes, got some tomatoes, mm-hmm. right here and there. But um, yeah, I think it's a good way to get in, in touch with nature. Yeah, because I, I know I need assistance. I don't have the greenest thumb so far. I think I can do this. Kill a cactus. Yeah. So I think I will need some assistance. I'm more of a maintenance, free, zero, low maintenance kind of person. So I try to set up everything like that that I do. And that's probably why I would go like greenhouse or hydroponics or something to that effect to where it's a little more easy where I can do that. Because I know the, the hydroponic stuff, you can, uh, they got these machines, water this time, and add nutrients yeah. this time. They got a very sophisticated array. Yeah. yeah. I want to get my green thumb on, too. But what um, else we got on? So we're, we're going to talk about burn pits, something very near and dear to us, and uh, explain what John Stewart was fighting for in the last act that he got passed, which is the PATH Act. I actually pulled up a description of what it is. So I'll read that real quick. The PAC Act is a new law that expands VA health care and benefits for veterans exposed to burn pits and other toxic substances. This law helps us provide veteran generations of veterans and their survivors with the care and benefits they earn and deserve. And I will show you how it impacts veterans. So this is coming from the va.gov website, so it's credible. Um, So the PAC Act is perhaps the largest healthcare and benefit expansion in VA history, which I didn't know. The law is under the Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson honoring our promise to address comprehensive toxic uh, acts. So that's where the PACT Act comes from. It comes from the acronym. It expands and extends eligibility for VA healthcare for veterans with toxic exposures and veterans of the Vietnam, Gulf War, and post 9 11 eras. As, oh, wow. as more than 20 new presumptive conditions for burn pits and other toxic exposures, adds more presumptive exposure locations for Agent Orange and radiation, requires VA to provide a toxic exposure screening to every veteran enrolled in the VA healthcare, helps us improve research, um, staff education and treatment related to toxic exposures. So that's why it was very important for that to get passed. And that's very interesting that, uh, for one, I thought it was exclusively to uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom and to the, what was the op for Afghanistan? Enduring Freedom. I was going to say Afghanistan, but in Operation Enduring Freedom, but that it is uh that vietnam and Gulf war are also included is great too because there's a lot of and it only makes sense i that they were doing they're most likely doing burn pits back then too but my experience with burn pits and uh in iraq was like you just would see these clouds just wafting over the base and then sometimes if you're posted in the tower you 
just see it just wafting over the face. You smell it. You're breathing it. It's thick, man. It reminded me of my my old pyrotechnic days when I was a kid when I burned my sister's Barbies and stuff. But like, it's that type of smoke, that plastic and yeah, all types of things. It's just wafting through the air. And if you're standing on a tower, 14 hours, just breathing that, in, breathing that, in. and then God bless the poor uh, airman, the poor soldier, poor private, what have you. Or marine that yeah. has to shovel that stuff into mm-hmm. the flame with the with the with all that wafting back at them and um yeah i my result from from my exposure is just the nastiest wickedest headaches and they're showstoppers like um that they're going to uh, to compass for, for exposure to that I, i'm blessed and grateful and, and thanks for john Stewart for fighting on, on our behalf yeah so man he, yeah he really pushed that yeah same thing in afghanistan i'm trying to remember i'll be honest some stuff i don't remember in afghanistan it's like my brain just um I the walls blocked up so now yeah um, now and then i get a glimpse yeah so I remember the air quality being horrible. I remember when you're describing those things, I was like, yeah, I, I I can remember vaguely. I was very privileged to be PSD, which is like private security detail, like secret service kind of thing. So I was able to do that, but I was out every day. So we would go to all these different environments where you see that we ride through the city where we see the burn pits and you know all this kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, same thing with me. Sinus, certain fragrances start messing messing me up, and then boom, sinus headache, like you said, puts you out. Hey, it, it, it's rough. And the thing that sucks <laughs> is I never know what fragrance is going to set it off mm. until I inhale it. And then it's like, oh, no, I have to get away from like, oh, no, I got to get away from That's- it. I never really considered that until you said that right now. Mm-hmm. How fragrances can relate to that, but I do think I've had that experience. But wow. Yeah, that's why I don't wear a lot of colognes or certain strong smelling things. I can't be around because instantly sinus headache, and then sinuses, then migraine. It progresses to a migraine. I start sneezing. Yeah. That's the best way to explain it, and it feels yeah. like your brain explodes, and it's a yeah. showstopper, man. Like, it, 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 it. yeah. Um, yeah, this, this is a big deal. With that getting passed, I will be honest and say, and it's unfortunate, but since I've gotten out of the military in 2008, the VA and, like, the laws and the benefits and everything has been substantially, like, better since I got a aggressively, I agree. Yes. Um, initially trying to file these claims, yeah. by trying to explain to my doctor about these sinus related headaches and they're just like, take some Motrin, go, go relax. Like now that they, they're linking these things together and a whole plethora of other problems related to these burn pits. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about cancer, you're talking about all kinds of things. Emphysema, like asthma, like stuff you didn't have before 
that you can have due to this exposure. But this is just one unexpected result of war. No one thought about, oh, now we're going to spend X amount of millions, if not billions, just for the burn pits. And all, all that is is getting rid of battlefield trash, battlefield garbage, and it's resulting in, in all this. And you've been doing that for 20 plus years, at least for our era, just our era, just speaking on our era. Yeah. Like, how do you do this now? I guess you're just going to have to pay that cost to do waste management disposal. Yeah. um, That's another risk because you're most likely working with TCNs, becoming a, that's a third country nationals who are coming in with the big dump trucks and yeah possibly be filled with everything else uh yeah ordinance what have you but someone else's problem to worry about yeah so shout out to all you vets if you feeling any of these things for respect especially the ogs definitely go to your va put these clans in um they basically give it to you wow yeah Mm -hmm. by all means and again any advocate that's fighting for, for veterans like uh, I'm grateful for that because we need all the, the help we can get absolutely um what what else we got going um that's really it man anything else on your mind um I mean I can rant about the, this little project I got some yeah, no fixed to the to the raw right that's a pyramid um it's more like solar panels 45 degree built like Feel like pyramid and keep scaling it and i got enough power to run a low uh, energy computer they mine a little bitcoin off of it no substantial gains maybe like pennies a day course, but still the concept of it and doing something with that energy is it's fascinating because that can be scaled uh, another fun fact that i learned is that solar farming is on the rise. You know what that is? Solar farming? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It's more or less, it's just dedicating acres mm-hmm. of solar panels. And okay. it's on the rise because they're seeing the return. So right now, one acre of one acre of land with your traditional solar configuration can generate mm-hmm. about 14 stacks, $14,000 a year if you're selling energy back to the company mm-hmm. selling energy back to the grid to the power company mm-hmm. about fourteen thousand dollars so people are already doing this they're buying up the desert to just to just to do solar farming but mm-hmm. how we're going to change the game and that's the skyward foundation is to do it in cube space just boom all that land all that cube space and mine bitcoin sell energy you know whatever mm-hmm. but it's exciting times like solar is it's getting cheaper by it's getting cheaper by the day and yeah. anyone can get into it i would suggest that everyone has at least one panel on deck an unlikely event of i don't know a russian or chinese sponsored uh, <laughs> emp attack <laughs> <laughs> no, on a bright note, yo, things are whipping right now. Like, if you go to go skyward.org, that's where I'm blogging about this. 
okay. writing about these concepts and, you know, uh, really striving to build awareness uh, about uh, this solar endeavor that's changing the world. But on to you, CJ, I'll talk all day. Yeah, no, hey, Monique, my cousin Monique popped on IG Live. Thanks. Um, yeah, man, we're just transitioning to a place where Upgrade America 2.0 is going to have a hiatus so we can work on our other endeavors. So we're just keeping you guys abreast of what's going on. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say, really. Well, it's uh, always a, a pleasure and a blessing, uh, you know, the converse with CJ that <laughs> they said. But, like, at the same time, you know, if you're listening to our wonderful show, you, you're blessed too. You got the, the ears to, to hear this. You got the eyes to, to, to see this video, and then you're also blessed. And if you got the time to do it too, and the freedom. It's this whole this yeah. reality that we're in, it's very easy to perceive it negatively. Mm-hmm. But you take the time and really look and count. There are endless, if not infinite, blessings around you. It's all about the, the lens you choose to see this life through. I'm gonna leave it at that. Hey, that's a perfect way to end it. So shout out to IG Live. This is episode 29. And all our YouTubers, all our uh, podcasts globally, our international upgraders, y'all keep the faith. Um, That's it. Peace. Peace.